Troop Finale, the final part in a series of short movements by Laura Elise Schwendinger called Highwire Act. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bostead, and my guest on the program today is the composer of that piece, Laura Elise Schwendinger. I wanted to open the program specifically with that piece today because I think it's indicative of her music overall, virtuosic, well-crafted, a sense of fun going on in the piece. But I also thought there was a very interesting external inspiration for the piece, and so that was the very first thing I asked Laura about. Highwire Act was inspired by these wonderful Calder pieces called um, the Cirque Calder or the Circus of Calder. And so these wire circus figures are a little circus, a little complete circus in the miniature. And they're so charming. They're really unbelievably charming. They're simple and complicated at the same time. They're almost primitive, but they have this sophistication you sort of can't put your finger on exactly. And so I wanted to write some quirky pieces that acted like those figures. That's composer Laura Elise Schwendinger talking about her piece, High Wire Act, inspired by these wonderful Alexander Calder miniature circus figures. And if you haven't seen these before, please feel free to visit our website at relevanttones.com, where we've posted some pictures of these, because I think it'll really help you understand the inspiration for this wonderful piece. High Wire Act is in five movements, and I think they're all really excellent, but I was especially captivated by movement number four. The fourth movement is Trapped Bird in a circus tent, and that's the only one that's not directly inspired by the Calder. That's actually inspired by a moment when I was a child going to the Barnum & Bailey Circus in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And during the circus, I saw this bird trapped in the tent, and I felt very sad for the bird. And I've never gotten that image out of my mind. So for me, the circus is also connected to this sort of tragic event. I was a little kid, so for me, it seemed like a tragic event. And so that is a little mini concerto for the flute, and the flute is actually the bird trying to get away from being captured under this tent and and fly free. And so she has this really virtuosic sort of writing in the fourth movement, and again, all in two minutes and 13 seconds. Let's have a listen. This is Trapped Bird in Circus Tent from Highwire Act. Our performers are Bright Music, Christina Jennings, Flute, Matthew Dane, Viola, Katie Wolf, Violin, Greg Sauer, Cello, and Amy E. Lin Chang, Piano, performing music of Laura Elise Schwendinger.
One movement from the piece High Wire Act, Trapped Bird in Circus Tent. We heard the composer Laura Elise Schwendinger talking about this wonderful story when she was a little girl and actually saw a bird trapped in the tents. The flute represents the bird flitting around, trying to get out, trying to find the opening. What a fun piece. Performance was by Bright Music, Christina Jennings, flute, Matthew Dane, viola, Katie Wolf, violin, Greg Sauer, cello, and Amy E. Lynn Chang, piano. My guest on the program today is composer Laura Elise Schwendinger. The piece I want to play next is the Violin Concerto. Here's an excerpt of our conversation about this piece. Laura, let's talk a little bit about your Violin Concerto, Chiaroscuro Azzurro. The word chiaroscuro, of course, means the play of light and shadow. How does that factor into the music? Chiaroscuro, of course, is that play of light and dark, and the Caravaggists used it. Um, this idea that you can have a dark background and this bright thing in the foreground and the contrast between those two things is a conceptual idea that works really well in music. And in the violin concerto, you have these constant contrasts between the lyricality of the violin and the beauty of the violin and the sweetness of a violin line, because I tend to write melodies and lines, contrasted with darker, more rhythmic themes and ideas that sometimes intrude, interrupt, or just interplay with the lighter, sweeter things that are in the music. That's composer Laura Elise Schwendinger, my guest today on Relevant Tones, talking about Chiaroscuro Azzurro, especially this idea of the play of light and shadow in the piece. Here she is to tell us, though, about specifically the two movements we're going to listen to, the first and second movements. The first movement starts with a cadenza, and so the violin starts solo. And just when you think, where's that orchestra? (laughs) When are they going to come in? About a minute and 47 seconds in, they come in. And they come in very, very, very sweetly. So after this very bravura opening, 
the orchestra comes in with a harp and these harmonics and these things that are so sweet and the violin then sort of is entranced by the sweetness and takes part in the sweetness. But soon after that, the orchestra decides that they're going to move into the bravura idea, the very rhythmic, exciting bravura idea that the violin had in its opening condensa. And they play that as a tootie. And the violin joins in with them. And then once again breaks away into the sweeter idea where it's developed. So it moves back and forth between these two worlds, this chiaroscuro, right? The second movement is very sweet. It starts with this very simple melody in the violin that's not quite as long as the opening cadenza of the first movement, and it's just the opposite in character to the first movement, whereas the first movement started very bravura, the second movement starts with this very simple melody. And then the orchestra comes in and comments, and the violin does a flourish, and then it seemingly stops. And then there are three times of these passes before the movement really continues. And finally, it continues in this very sweet way. And um, and the, the ending of the movement, we finally get that tune that we had, the very sweet tune in the beginning, but now the orchestra has it. And the violin is sort of soaring above that in this very, very, very high note trill, just sort of commenting on it. And, well, it ends as sort of enigmatically and sweetly and mysteriously as it starts. <laughs> as Laura Elise Schwendinger talking about the violin concerto, Caroscuro Azuro. Let's have a listen. This is the first two movements, Con Bravura and then Molto Espressivo. Curtis McComber is the violin soloist with the Madison Sinfonietta, Nicole Paymont conducting.
Two movements from Chiaroscuro Azzurro for Violin and Chamber Orchestra by Laura Elise Schwendinger. Curtis McComber was a violin soloist with Madison Sinfonietta Nicole Paymont conducting. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. My guest today is Laura Elise Schwendinger, a composer of fun, coloristic, and I think dazzlingly virtuosic music. For streaming versions of this and all previous episodes, you can visit our website at relevanttones.com. My guest on the program today is composer Laura Elise Schwendinger, and I had a great chance to chat with her about her music. The piece I want to play now is called Waking Dream. It's for flute and chamber orchestra. When I talked with Laura, I asked her if this piece was a kind of tone poem. It is, in fact, a poem for flute and, and orchestra. It's not really a concerto because it's in a single movement. And it is my present love song to um, Christina, who is a dear friend and who's playing, it's really a love song to her sound and her playing, which I just adore. And it was also present um, to thank her for all the pieces that she's commissioned for me. And so many of them have been very, very difficult. And so I wanted to play her something that was fun to play and that was incredibly melodic and incredibly lyrical and very sweet even though it has this darkness to it. Waking dream has this dual meaning. I mean, a waking dream can be something that's actually quite scary, you know, that you wake from a dream that is, or you can't wake from a dream that's almost a nightmare. But a waking dream can also be one that contains in it things that are so realistic and so imaginative and beautiful and touching that only in a dream can you experience them. So it's that sort of duality that's there, like chiaroscuro azuro. However, it's the flute is bathed in glowing, wonderful, colorful textures all the way through the piece from beginning to end. It's also my homage to Afternoon of a Fawn, sort of a piece that makes the most of the beauty of the flute is sort of, for me, the most beautiful of all wind instruments. I guess I'm a little biased in that way. And so it's my homage to Afternoon of the Fawn as well. Let's have a listen now to this modern-day tone poem, Waking Dream for Flute and Chamber Orchestra. Christina Jennings is a solo flutist with James Smith conducting the University of Wisconsin Chamber Ensemble. Music of Laura Elise Schwendinger.
Love the way the music just trails off at the end. Waking Dream by Laura Elisa Schwendinger. She talked a little bit before we heard it about what a waking dream is, and it sounds like it'd be a good thing, like you're daydreaming, but it could also be a bad thing, like you're trapped within the dream. A lot of different things going on in that dream, but by the end, I think it's very, very relaxed, comfortable, a very nice place to be. What wonderful music by Laura Elisa Schwendinger. We heard Christina Jennings as a solo flutist with James Smith conducting the University of Wisconsin Chamber Ensemble. Waking Dream by Laura Elise Schwendinger, who is my guest today on Relevant Tones. We have time for one more piece on the program today, so I want to play a movement from Laura's cello concerto, Es Primere. This features the incredible Matt Heimovitz, cello soloist. And here's Laura to tell us a little bit about the movement that we're going to hear, the second movement. So the second movement of the cello concerto, it's marked tenoramente, which means really tenderly, as tenderly as possible. And it starts with this line in the cello. It just sings, and the orchestra fills it out with these wonderful sort of silver percussive sounds and clouds of sounds. And 
out of that line very slowly emerges something that's more sinewy and very dramatic. What's interesting about this movement is it's sort of a, a world in a movement, because even though it starts very tenderly and it has this very tender opening and tender moments throughout, there are very muscular movements. And in fact, there's even a, a section two thirds of the way through that I call my Elliot Carter moment, because the orchestra has about three different lines going at once. And, and then if you include what's going on with the cello and the winds, it's layered maybe five or six layers upon itself so that it builds up to this tremendous sort of effect. And out of that comes the main tune from the movement where the cello is in its highest register possible. I mean, if you look at that music on the score, it looks like flute music. It's really sitting two, three, four leisure lines above. And I think he has an A. That's the top, which is four leisure lines above the treble clef, which is even high for the flute. That's Laura Elise Schwenninger talking about the movement we're about to hear, Tenramente, or Tenderly, from the cello concerto Esprimere. And a couple things I should explain, perhaps. She's talking about her Elliot Carter moment. I love that. If you don't know who Elliot Carter is, he was a composer, highly renowned for his complexity, both rhythmically and in terms of intersecting lines, like what she's talking about. And then that A that Matt Heimovitz plays on the cello, yes, that's quite, quite high for the cello. There are very few cellists who can play that high and make it sound as wonderful as it's about to sound in this movement. Let's have a listen. This is Matt Heimovitz performing Tenramente from Esprimere for Cello and Orchestra by Laura Elise Schwendinger. He'll be performing with the Madison Sinfonietta, Nicole Paymont conducting. Thank you. 
Music that I think lives up to its designation. It's called a tenoramente, or tenderly. I think you can really hear that. Very, very beautiful music. So for those of you who think that contemporary composers don't write beautiful music, 
There you go. They absolutely do. That's from Esprit Mary, the Concerto for Cello and Orchestra by Laura Elise Schwendinger. Matt Heimovitz was the cello soloist. Nicole Paymont conducting the Madison Sinfonietta. That's all the time we have on this program, Composers Among Us, featuring the music of Laura Elise Schwendinger. And what fun music, too. I think there's so many different things going on here, from those high-wire act pieces that are so tightly contained to the orchestrations that take their time and breathe very, very slowly, this use of color that we heard so much about, and more. And since we taped this program, I've learned that Laura is now going to have a residency with the Richmond Symphony and recently won the Kusevitsky Foundation's Music Commission. This is the second time that she's won that great honor, so things are clearly going very well for Laura. And here at Relevant Tones, we hope that that continues. Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders, with special thanks to Rory Hartong-Redden. You can find us as a podcast on iTunes, and for more information about the program and the artists we've featured, and for streaming versions of all previous episodes, you can visit us at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is made possible in part by the generous support of GCM Grubner, the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music, the Amphion Foundation, and the listener supporters of the WFMT Fine Arts Circle. This project is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts, Art Works. I'm Seth Bostead, and this is the WFMT Radio Network. <laughs>